Hello everyone and welcome to the Power of Music Thinking. My name is Christoph Zürn and this is the podcast for people with a musical heart and a wicked job. We're looking for stories, insights and tools from the big world of music to inspire leaders and followers to listen, tune, play and perform in whatever field you're operating. With a dedication to healthcare, my guest today is Raza Priya. He worked in standard Western medicine as a respiratory therapist in critical care settings for more than 30 years. Now he has followed his calling into a more holistic approach and works as a sound healer with his wife in Maui, Hawaii. Raza shares a pivotal moment in the hospital when caring for a cancer patient and the power of human compassion. He describes the concept and advantages of sound healing, especially the vibrations behind the chanting of mantras, which are essential in his teaching of vocal empowerment, like the word OM, that besides the sound also has a healing effect on our facial muscles, creating possibilities of experiences. And Rasa also introduces us to the work of the Japanese water photographer Masaru Uemoto, who visualizes different styles of music, but also words like hate, love, guilt, with his water crystals. And he explains to us how everybody can be a drummer and get involved into right and left brain stimulation to nurture creative thinking and break the molds of our limitations. Welcome, Rasa. Welcome to The Power of Music Thinking. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure having you. And we start right with the first question, my, my starting ritual. <laughs> It's right. like, what was your first sonic experience or, or album or musical performance that had an impact on you? Ah, well, my, first, my very first performance that had an impact on me was actually... Um, when I was about seven years old and I had started classical guitar lessons and within a month, my teacher had me do um, perform on stage. They thought I had some kind of gifts or whatever. So they actually had me perform on stage and that, that actually really affected me. It was the first time that um, I had that kind of relationship before I felt really, I had a lot of issues growing up and I had a lot of problems um, but in that moment, people seemed interested in what I was doing and what I was sharing. So that was the very first time. And, and that really changed my life. But hang on, you just said after one month <laughs> and you were seven yeah. years old. Wow, come on. That's, <laughs> I know. that's amazing. I, yes, what did you I, do? <laughs> I, I played um, the song Malagueña, you know, which is a, a Spanish guitar classical piece. And um, yeah. I just, I put everything that I had, you know, when I was growing up, I, I had some abuse. Um, so for me, music was a way to really gain uh, a place of peace, a place of self-expression without um, external inter interference. So I think I just dove in so heavily that it became a thing, you know, mm. um, and I was very dedicated and focused and I just would put all my time there. It just uh, seemed so heart at the time so 
Wow. So because the question is about impact, so it, it sounds like there it was not only an impact on you, but also on, on the impact on, on others, on the audience. I think so. I think that it showed what was possible, you know, um, in that way, like, oh, if you just put some time and attention in a particular area, anything can be cultivated. Look at this little kid. Look at this little boy. So maybe in that way, it, it shared that possibility. Wow. How, how was the rest of the career? So if, if one month is starting like this? <laughs> well, it's, it's really quite interesting. Um, you know, I, I went into playing a lot of different instruments and growing up, here's the funny thing. When I would listen to songs, I would listen to like Led Zeppelin, you know, uh, all those really hard rock bands, but I could never hear the words. Mm -hmm. I only, I only heard the music. Um, Yeah, I could never hear the words. To this day, I don't know any words to any songs. I can't, you know, if I was to do karaoke or whatever, I would I would fail. I, I don't know words to songs. For some reason, they don't stay with me um, in that format. Now, when doing mantras or kirtans, that's completely different. You know, kirtan is the um, call and response form of, of mantra. And, and for some reason, that is just different for me. So, wow, In yeah, interesting. So it's it's always, you know, from my perspective, always great to hear something that's completely different than I would expect. So if you would hear a song, you know, um, I'm not an uh, an English native, so I would hear some kind of lyrics. But you know, if you if you would be seven or eight, you would make it up, and you just have some kind of fantasy language, and <laughs> and only later then you realize, oh, oh, that's what they meant with the song. So I think there there's a, a a link that when you not native English, that you maybe are more affected by the sound, even the sound of the language and the word. Uh, in your case, you you would have understand it uh, understood. Yes, and and it's interesting because you're you're right. Even though I didn't hear the words, I would receive the vibration of the song, and and I could tell. Well, I don't. I let me rephrase. For me, it either hit me deeply or did not. So, Led Zeppelin, as an example, their musicianship it reached me on a soul level. It was different than a lot of the stuff that I was hearing, and for whatever reason, it really communicated with me on a very deep level. And it felt like it was otherworldly. Mm. So that, yeah. Mm. And frankly speaking, most of the song lyrics mm. are also not so, let's say, yeah, big news or or so profound. So maybe it's also more. But that's a specul specul speculation on my side. Maybe maybe it's just more about the the feel and and everything that surrounds it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. So Yeah, for sure. Rasa, could you tell us a little bit more about you? What do you do? What do you do for a living? Sure. Well, um, I just retired from healthcare. I was a respiratory therapist for about 32 years. And I worked mostly in critical care settings, emergency uh, settings. And it had its It, it was fulfilling in certain ways, and in other ways, it was a little bit stifling. In other words, um, for me, Western medicine, you know, what we were doing in the hospital is really chasing symptoms, but we never really got to the root of things. What I do now is sound healing. I've taken everything that I've cultivated from all these years, all these 
these interests, my hobbies, etc., my spiritual beliefs, and it's all culminated into this moment for me. And so when I retired to move into sound healing, my whole world opened up. Um, it, almost in a magical sense. I mean, it sounds so bizarre because I know, you know, a lot of us want to do follow our dreams, follow our hearts. And and there's a lot of for me, there was a lot of fear surrounding that. I was making really good money at the hospital and have had my son in Montessori school. Um, you know, and my wife and I, we own a house, et cetera. So we have we have bills and things that we have to take care of. And to make that move from going into a steady hospital job into the unknown world of sound healing, of all things, it was scary. But when I can say that, when we did this, when I did this with my wife and 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 really focused and dedicated, everything just really manifested. We were we're making more money than we were when we were in the hospital. And I, and and I don't do this for money. My main interest is to help others discover themselves, who they already are. You know, a lot of times our conditioning can confuse us. So that's what sound healing for me is all about. Is just really being in service and um, helping those along their way. Wow, um, I'm thinking about you work 32 years in in healthcare, and yes, I I would wonder when was when were the first signs uh, of let's say sound healing or or, or let's well, mm. the other way or the other side or it feels to me like the other side of of health. Um, when when did, can you tell us a little bit more about how how this worked? Sure. Because th it's it sounds like thirty two two years, and then Jack, and then there's something else. But the, um, to take also the link with your let's say um, your first guitar performance has also a lot of sound uh, healing quality uh, to me. No, for sure. Well, this this happened. This actually happened. Um, About 20 years ago, in the hospital, um, there was a young man, and he was dying of um, HIV. He had contracted AIDS, and and um, you know was going through that process. And he was definitely on his way out. Um, I got really close to that family for whatever reason. You know, uh, they were kind of hippie-ish, um, naturalist, and I just really appreciated um, who they were as people. And I got close with their family, so. We were all seated in a circle around this gentleman as he was uh, passing. And I remember, you know, we were all touching him, um, had our hands on his legs, arms, etc. And I was just experiencing a lot of love. Um, that simple. Just I was feeling so much love for him, compassion, empathy. Um, and he looked right over and at me and said, you know, and, and here he is with all his family members, but he looked at me and said, Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I really feel it. And I was like, whoa. You know, I it just really blew my mind. And, and I started thinking back to when my grandmother would put her hand on, on my stomach when I was a little boy, like three or four years old. You know, um, I even had to go to the hospital for this, but she would comfort me with her touch. So that moment really prompted curiosity. Huh, I wonder how much is available, how much healing power is available through our energetics, through our touch, through our vibration, through our kindness, you know, those kind of things. And, you know, we're so in the hospital, we're focused on labs, giving medicines, all these chemicals, et cetera, 
But what about just human compassion, love, kindness, softness, you know, connecting and touching with someone, just letting them know, hey, I am here for you. I'm your brother. You know, I love you. I'm right there with you. How beautiful. And so from that moment, and oh, they even pulled me aside. They because we um we ended up in ICU and we had lit incense or something like that. We were burning something and they pulled me in. They said, What are you guys, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. So I had to explain myself. Um, and they asked me not to do those kind of things. <laughs> but I was really attracted to that. So um yeah, that that's uh that's an incident that happened in the hospital that prompted uh further investigation. I can imagine. And also the touch and touch of the body, because sometimes people say sound is touching from a distance. So touch from a, dis a distance is something like if you can't be close, you even can touch someone. And also in the pandemic. Yes. And, you know, I can say um, fast forward to this moment, you know, my wife works for um, an eating disorder clinic. And in there, there are a lot of people, a lot of the clients, they're very stressed. You know, they have a hard way of regulating emotions. They don't see the world the same way we do. I had no idea. But my point is this, you know, um, the beauty of sound healing is this, because it has no distinguishable, it doesn't have English. What we do does not have English words. So it's mostly felt as vibrations, as sounds. And what we're noticing is, by, it helps the clients get out of the mind, the mental pictures, the mental um, patterns that they have, and really allows them to receive in a way that um, just goes right past their mental filters, you know? So that's been extremely effective with that particular population. And yeah, yeah, I just wanted to uh, say that. It's been extremely uh, effective with that particular population because, in my opinion, they get to bypass those mental filters, all that noise of their conditioning and I can't and self-esteem and all those things and simply just be and receive. Also with the mantra, interesting, mantra is not in English. It's a little bit something that we just talked before. So it's not the meaning of the word, but the sound of the word. Y yes, it's the sound of the word. And I, and I do want to say something about mantras. I just, I just wrote this article about mantras. You know, a lot of times, like when we say the mantra OM, we hear this nice sound OM. Okay. And we don't think too much of it, or maybe some of us don't think too much of it, but what are we actually doing? The way that the sounds are created, we are actually taking very distinguishable muscles from our face. We are um, articulating them in such a way our tongue is being curved. Our breath is affected. The way that we inhale and exhale, when we say the word om, we be, we be make a breathy exhalation sound. Mm. So what does that all mean? Well, it, it says in the Vedas that these particular things are very specific. They're not random noise. We are making gestures with our face to form particular sounds. Sometimes the, our tongue touches the roof of our mouth. And in that, it creates possibility of experience. You know, that's why they say it can be a deeper spiritual experience if you do mantras or meditate or whatever, but the sound itself is so powerful. So it's not the word, it's the vibration behind it. 
and the articulation of forming that mantra with the breath influences our experience in various ways, depending on where we're situated. So, yeah, you know, and and even further, are you are you familiar with the work of Dr. Masaru Emoto? He is he's a Japanese water photographer. He he photographs water crystals, and what he's done is he's taken various sounds and revealed their shape. Like he'll he'll have um he'll have pop music, rock music, etc. And then he photographs these water crystals, and they configure in a way that's very interesting. You know, his work is all over the internet, so it can be seen by anybody, YouTube or whatever. Um, even words, like he'll say hate, love, guilt. And, and those words affect the formation of those water crystals, okay? So if you can imagine, we're mostly water. We're mostly made up of water. Sound affects all of us in such a unique and profound way. It's different than all the other senses in that it doesn't have to go to our higher brain centers to be perceived. It can be directly perceived, you know, without going through the higher brain centers. So yeah, there is so much to sound. And I think right now in this time period where we're all searching and looking for answers, et cetera, trying to find ways to navigate through this crazy time, Sound is really emerging as a healing agent, as a way of self-discovery, you know? So I'm really excited about these times, even though they're so difficult for most of us. Yes. You know, I think there's some really good hope out there and and sound is definitely one of those ways. Yeah. I, you know, when you just um, described the word OM and mm -hmm. you described what the tongue is doing and the face, and I think everyone can stop the recording for a second and experience this now and saying, Om, and, and really understanding, oh, wow, my tongue is not very dense uh, and, and not, uh, um, yeah, very, very stiff in the mouth. What sometimes happens if you're under stress, but if you say that, um, that uh, holy world, a uh, word, um, it's, um, yeah, everybody can experience this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are there other mantras that people could do without knowing, yeah, without knowing the meaning, but understanding the effect of it? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, a lot of the mantras, actually, we don't know in depth, you know, like even the, the there's one mantra, the Gayatri mantra, that in some circles that's considered super sacred and that's not spoken in public in some circles it's it's revered so much um here in the west it's become it's showing up in pop kirtan in other words um you know a lot of the kirtan leaders the, the musicians they're sharing it openly mm. and and that's okay i mean you, you know um i i do that myself but as far as understanding the meaning you know there's it's like anything else, right? You can talk about um, any spiritual topic and there's just layers and layers and layers of information and meaning, almost infinite. The, the deeper we go, the more, the more that there is to uncover and we, just, we discover the nature of the infinite that it's just so vast that there's no way we can consume it with our minds. You know, so um, 
So yes, we do not need to understand the mantra to receive its effect. And while you're on that note, I also wanted to say something about vocal empowerment. It's something that I teach in the sound healing. So for me, if when I teach vocal empowerment, I try to teach people to make sounds that are innate. What's coming from you? What do you want to express uniquely you? And if you can get out of the way of your mind, of your judgment, of trying to sing good or worrying about what other people think and just make a noise, and it can be as silly as blah or, or whatever it is, but try that, you know, um, if if people can sit with themselves and be free enough to make that sound, watch what happens. Your create your creativity expands. You're you're merging your right and left brain. You're being open to receive without judgment of your your mind, and then letting it be expressed. In that moment, you are a channel. You are channeling creativity, and you know there's a lot of science right now. Greg Braden and those guys. Um, a lot of guys from the Gaia channel, they're talking about, you know, divinity likes to express express itself through creativity. So when we can act as agents for the creative process, you know, it's like we're channeling. Mm. And that's why a lot of times the movies are showing us things before the actual manifestation of a thing. You know, it's it's giving us ideas and things to think about. Deeper subject as well, not just silliness, but there's a lot of silliness out there, but, but, you know, there are some shows that really prompt us to seek and to go deeper. So I'm really excited about that. I'm so glad you brought that up. And it's just so freeing and liberating to make a sound, make your own sound, because each one of us are so unique. And if we can get out of our ego and, and be vulnerable, wow, there might be something there for us. Maybe a silly, silly comment. It's also a little bit like singing in the shower, isn't it? Where you think you're alone and you're making so, uh, noises. So if listeners are now thinking about, oh, wow, interesting. How can I start with it? So I I would say give it a try under the shower or maybe in the car if you're in a, in a traffic jam and try to feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And don't worry about your neighbor over there thinking you're looking crazy. <laughs> That's the hard part, right? Getting out of our our, our way of, of thinking that we're going to be silly or being seen as silly or something. Yeah. So I'm thinking about how can people, if if it if that's what we're talking about resonates with other people, how could they start? Um, it's a good start to read a book. You just mentioned Greg Braden and the. The, uh, the 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 water crystals so maybe we collect them and also put them in the show notes as a as a service to the listener but is there something mm. um a tip or an, uh, or something that you would say if you're interested in this um go there what would it be oh okay well i i actually have a youtube channel and if people go to youtube and search rasa priya r a s a p r i y a or Maui Sound Healing, they'll find my content. And in that channel, I speak about all kinds of things. I speak about the heart chakra opening. I provide a lot of content, different types of sound healing, different types of vibration, um, a lot of different information. I even have one video that really shows you how any one of your, any one of, any one of us 
can enter into this practice. And we just have to really get out of the way of our minds. So that YouTube channel does have that kind of information. And beyond that, you know, it you can really, there is no right or wrong with this. This is really about each one of us. So if if you can sit in a quiet space and make a sound, whether it's with a bowl or a tin or put on a drone of some type, you know, um, maybe it's just a, a synthesizer key or a piano key or something that sustains um, a, a long note and just start exploring, you know, mm -hmm. the, the key is it's not, the key is not how beautiful you can make the sound. That is, that is the, not the focus. The focus is how much you can discover about your own self and you have to get out of your own judgment in order to do so. You have to be free of your own self um, ridicule. You know, you you just have to get out of the way of that, and then just allow and see who you are and what wants to come through to, you know, through your your life, through your being, through your beautiful uniqueness. So, yeah, these are exciting times right now, and and especially. Um, I could say for me in, in relationship to sound, it's just been um, a lot of things are just opening up and, and quite amazing. You know, I, there's a lot, I have a lot of hope from what I've experienced in these last years. And, you know, there was a time when I wasn't quite sure the direction of humanity and was a little worried, but from my own experiences, um, I have, I have great hope now, you know, so I just, cause I, I feel it and see it for myself. So, and I don't think I'm any different than anybody out there. I'm just like everyone, you know, human stuff and trying to do better and, and all that stuff. So. Beautiful, beautiful. And also, yeah, you can start by yourself in just what you just said, start with the drone or with the drone sound. And uh, oh, by the way, there are a lot of drone sounds around us, uh, a car, a van <laughs> or yeah. Yes. Fridge, and yeah, instead of getting annoyed, uh, I always I always get annoyed by fridge by fridges. But uh, uh, next time I try to tune into it and maybe make my own sound together with it. You know, um, but we're speaking about practical application and what people can do. So here's something else I teach in a, um, one of the sound healing classes. I teach drumming. And and I'll, you be surprised or maybe you won't be surprised, you know, I, um, but you might be. There are so many people out there who say, oh, I can't, I'm not a musician. I can't play music. I, I just can't. I've never done it and I'm not good. And I would say 100% there has not been anybody that when they actually sit down and take the time, they find their musicianship. You know, it's mostly mental filters. Oh, you can't be in time. Oh, you can't be in pitch. Baloney to all that. You know, yeah. you don't have to be a perfect musician. And again, if you can tap on that drum and create a boom, a sound, you're a musician. You know, it's not about performance. It's about you getting involved. So one of the reasons why I like drumming, using the right and left hand, because of that right and left hand, um, right and left brain, uh, you know, you get to exercise and use the right and left brain at the same time. And anytime you do that, you create more capacity for experience, to receive information and process. You know, a lot of us are so calculative. We're very left brain. You know, we, we think that if we do A, B, and C, then we'll get to D. Well, that's, that's true. And okay. 
And there are other things too out there that you may not need A, B, and C. You may just be able to get to D without any of it. So it goes way beyond the mechanical thinking. Um, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the drumming. Uh, in the last episode, uh, I mentioned this. Um, there's a, a research uh, uh, of two groups. One group did a drumming lesson and the other group not. And both had an IQ test. And the one that did the drumming had better uh, better mm. uh, uh, rates than the, than the others. So that's, wow. that's already proof that there is something. Also, when, we're in, when we work in workshops and do some kind of mind setters or, or icebreak or so, however you want to call it, um, it's more than just being silly and just doing something yeah. that you don't do. It's something, it does something with your body, like a signal from, wow, you are here and you can do and can connect with everyone to make great things together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think um, in these last hundreds of years that we've been really into Newtonian mechanistic thinking, thinking that things are separate and part and parcel to, you know, just different parts. And in quantum physics, we're finding that it's quite different. You know, we are not particles. We are actually waves and vibration, etc. Um, things aren't linear. They can they can be way beyond linear. You know, quantum healing is happening. You can affect um, if you take a photon, split it, and send it in seven miles on in opposite directions. You affect one side, one of those uh, protons or one of those photons, and simultaneously, the other one that got split off and sent away is affected. There is no linear. Um, there's no linear time required. It, it happens instantaneously. So physics, quantum physics specifically, is blowing the lid off of the old ways that we used to perceive. And it's giving us ideas of our, it's breaking the um, the molds of our limitations. You know, many people right now are really being open and pursuing the possibilities of new ideas, new ways of relating, new ways of being. Now that sounds uh, sounds very good. It resonates a lot with me, and uh, that's also actually also in the in the center of the music thinking. So it's not only music; it's that why I came up with music thinking to take things from the musical world, like waves. Well, you can mm -hmm. even say it's from the physical world, but let's keep it in that <laughs> in that way, and take. And with all these waves, it's and the wave is always up and a down. So it's never a line. If there's a line, then it's dead. And uh, that, that resonates uh, um, a lot with um, yeah, what we're what we're talking here at the power of music thinking. Raza, is there anything as a last question that you would like to share that we did not touch? I well, I think I touched on it a little bit, but I just really. Um want to emphasize this, that, you know, each one of us, no matter where we're situated, no matter how hard our life is, no matter how small we think of ourselves, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, Hey, challenge that, you know, there's so much to who you naturally are. And I'm, I'm, you don't need to become something or be this and that. But if you just look inside, look who you already are, 
you're going to be surprised. You're going to fall in love and it's just going to open up so much possibility. And sound is one of those ways that you can truly access different parts of who you already are and give you the practical, you know, uh, tangible experience and tools to help you grow. So I think that's what I wanted to say is the power of creativity is super important and available to every single one of us. Don't let your mind tell you otherwise. Thank you. you. Worth it. Yeah, for Thank sure. you very much. And I like the positivity of it. So there, if you get on a wave, uh, um, yeah, then you're already uh, moving. Thank you very much for your insights, your positivity. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I love what you're doing. I love the share. It's just very helpful. So thank you so much for your work. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate this because listening is one of the top leadership skills and I feel honored about this. It is my mission to find, create and share inspirations for meaningful collaboration based on music analogies. If you want to support this, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating or write a review on iTunes or Spotify. And more inspirations can be found on musicthinking.com. We have a blog and you can download the Music Thinking Framework. And finally, I would love to hear your feedback. And if you need help with a business challenge, please reach out to me via email podcast at musicthinking.com. <laughs>